Hello and welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Priscilla Charles, and I'm joined today um, by the magic of the internet by Shannon Rose Farrell Jackson. Um, you're very welcome, Shannon. We're delighted to have you with us today. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're really excited to have you. Uh, Shannon, you're the founder and principal at Shannon Ross Consulting NLC. And um, I'm going to start the show in a few seconds by asking you questions about yourself, your activity, and um, and uh, for, uh, um, for our audience who don't know you yet and uh, who will be, I'm sure, very curious and have loads of questions afterwards uh, after the show. So let's move on and get on to the show. So Shannon, um, first of all, uh, can you share with our audience a little bit of information about your background and how you, you came to be interested in life sciences? Sure. Uh, so I've been in life sciences for many years, uh, always had a connection and draw to that. But I started off in a really small tech company here in Minnesota that helped veterinarians through the grieving process. And from there, I couldn't, I just had this insatiable need to help other companies that were helping people and that were helping our world. And life sciences aligns really nice to that. So from you know working in this small tech company, I, I got a real great insight into what it felt like to work with technology and how to use technology to help companies and help companies who help others. And so I finally landed in the localization industry where I saw this insatiable need, I mean, this huge need for to help life science companies in their you know, global processes, but also to just help companies service uh, life science companies yes. in the life science industry. Mm -hmm. And I saw this need to treat those companies a little bit differently. You know, they're doing a big job in our world and they need to be serviced and helped in a little bit of a different way. So that's that's how I got my start in life sciences. That's kind of what ignited me to start off. That's great. That sounds very interesting. And um, and so I understand that you studied psychology in the first place and sociology at the University of Minnesota. What is it that triggered such a peculiar interest in the topic? Is it always the need of understanding people and helping people somehow? Yes, <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> you'll, it. You'll see through my career and in everything that I do, there's people, right? I am 100% an extrovert. I have very little introvert in me, which means that I'm energized by people and I'm energized by helping people. Yes. And so psychology really... That was that fed my insatiable curiosity to want mm -hmm. to know about how people work, yeah. what drives them, right? What drives them so that I can help them better? And I actually attended quite a few colleges around the world. I went to the University of San Diego, mm -hmm. the University of Queensland in central or central Queensland in Australia, where I learned to play international rugby, and then finally I graduated from the University of Minnesota here in Minneapolis. Um, and but when I was studying, it really it really helped me to figure out, OK, these people have something in them and I want to help them clear those blocks, clear yeah. those issues so that they can go on and be better versions of themselves, which then, of course, ripples through our world and makes it a better place. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> so that's how I landed here today working in emotional intelligence and change leadership. 
That's fascinating. Thank you so much. Um, very curious to know um, uh, about your uh, your uh, the positions you've held after um, af after studying. So you you talking about other positions uh, you've held. Um, you you you've worked in the life sciences sectors for a while now. Can you um, can you share with us uh, your experience and what changes you've seen in the sector? Having um, having studied towards you know uh, working um, um, helping people and then ending up in the life sciences sector. Sure. Well, I in my career I've worked with some of the largest you know life sciences, med tech, and healthcare companies in the yes. world. So Abbott Medical, Medtronic, Boston Scientific, Danaher. Most recently, I'm working with United Health Group, mm -hmm. and. Um, I've helped build out central programs ranging from content development and localization to central change programs and culture transformation programs, um, all working towards the same goal and vision of helping these companies reach their customers and their employees. And so life sciences and healthcare are making huge changes, right? They're, they're being forced to because they're being pressured to become more economical and to become more customer friendly. Yes. So the three biggest things that I'm hearing about in the industry right now are around customer, the customer experience, mm -hmm. right? How are we helping that customer experience globally around usability? So the usability of the products, the technology and the content and collateral that surround these products and global accessibility. And those are the three big things that I'm hearing about right now in the industry. And that is that is a big change compared to the requirements or like what you would have, um, what your clients in the past would have asked, correct? Oh, for sure. They would, they were focused on, you know, design, innovation, mm -hmm. you know, they're focused internally on their product and competitors. And now it isn't even as important that they're competitive or that they are the best, yeah. but they need to be perceived as the best. And actually the, the products that are most accessible and that are easier to use, even if they aren't the best products, those are the ones that are actually shining in these times. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. And um, speaking of the life sciences sector, so we're talking about the different aspects of the industry and what customers are looking for those days. Now, we understand that technology always plays a large role. And what, what would you say, can you share a little bit of, you know, your thoughts on, on this? Considering, sure. that, you know, you're saying like, you'd have clients who would have looked for more innovation now and now you know um people are looking maybe for more cons cons customization or you know there's always something different coming back but is technology not always part of you know the big picture yeah it, it absolutely is part of the big picture technology it runs through almost everything that we do it's how we communicate it's how we're communicating right now yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, but it's meant something different over the years to life sciences so from what i can see right now even going global right now it's not even just about sales it's not about how many things we can sell it really is around how we're supporting 
and leveraging our global customers and their experience, right? How are we reaching out to the individual? How are we connecting with the individual? Because right now, it, the individual has a lot of purchase power right now, right? They have a large influence into the market. And how individuals are behaving becomes how societies are behaving, which then influences how we are you know, using and leveraging these life science and healthcare and med tech products. So the user, users and customers are really driving these massive changes we're seeing in the industry. You know, so even as our political climate continues to escalate mm -hmm. or, you know, healthcare becomes something that needs to evolve and adapt to be more economical or accessible. I mean, these are all things that we as providers and to that industry need to be thinking about. How are we helping them access their customers more easily, right? Absolutely, yeah. Quicker. Um, in more of an agile type way. So mm -hmm. we're not, you know, developing content or processes that um, can't adapt, you know, in the moment. So, uh, you know, I'm constantly, I think we should constantly be looking at ways to do things, um, you know, that are, are more accessible, more affordable, quicker to access, things like that. So those are those are just some of the things that, I'm focusing on in my own business, but I encourage others to do. Absolutely, yeah, thank you. That's, that is very interesting. And uh, I believe that's great advice for uh, any company, um, you know, um, at the moment. And um, I'm wondering when it comes to life sciences company, so you've just shared your thoughts, you know, on uh, technology's role. Um, what, what would be your thoughts about how, you know, they go global and what are some of the lessons or tips you could share Sure. So when it comes to going global, like I said, I think, um, you know, we're moving away from just pure sales. Yes. And some of the some of the tips that I've found are in order to build global globalization, localization or global processes or mm -hmm. um, global solutions for companies, you really need to get in and see what that company is all about. Yes. And especially now with them changing. So if they're a company that, for instance, I mentioned agile, if they're an mm -hmm. agile, a company that has a culture of agile, that means that they're operating quite differently than, um, uh, you know, other companies are. Like I said, they're if you're looking at content solutions, they're probably coming out with little bits of content more quickly. So how do we, you know, as uh, let's say localization providers, how do, as localization providers, how do we match our, our processes to mimic what's going on in those companies, to match the pace, to how do we alter our technology? How do we um, hire the right people uh, to be able to think proactively and to be able to react in the moment? How do we you know, have quicker turnarounds to match these agile needs so that they can continue, these healthcare companies can continue to get immediate and quick feedback from their environment so they can be adapting uh, and be successful? Because ultimately that's our goal. We want our, <laughs> we want our med tech life science companies to be more successful Absolutely. so that we can continue to help them really help our world. 
Great. Thank you so much. That's a very mm -hmm. valuable um, tip that we can certainly share with our audience. Um, now, I'd like to talk a little bit, um, I'd like to talk about your role, your current role. You, you founded Shan Rose Consulting, um, consultancy agency aiming at helping companies grow and understand their customers better, uh, something that we just talked about. What made you start your own business? Can you expand a little bit on this for our audience today? Sure. Well, as I've stated, I, I've always been driven by helping our world. And when I created Shannon Rose Consulting, um, it was out of that need to yeah. make our world a better place. And so in doing that, I've always had, I've always aligned with for-profit companies, large for-profit life science companies. But what I've noticed is there's this gap in helping them grow and be a for-profit company, but still do good in the world, mm -hmm. align their corporate visions to socially responsible goals. So that's why I did that was to help large global companies who have the infrastructure and the resources to make our world a better place, right? They already have global locations. They've got thousands, hundreds of thousands of employees. They have, um, you know, resources and funding. And I wanted to help them realize, realize that by starting with their own, own corporate culture and making their corporate culture a better place for their employees, they can then help drive their employees to be better people who can take sure. that out into their communi communities and make their world a better place. So I developed Shannon Rose Consulting, which then helps companies transform their corporate culture in that way. And I really do dive in and start with the individuals. How do large companies impact individuals in that way to make that true change from the inside out? Wow, that's that's so interesting. Yes, yeah, because you always have to start with the individual. Um, that is so. Um, um, what would be the word I'm looking for? Um, that is so important, of course, and. Um, and um, start with the person, uh, seeing what the need is, uh, understanding the person better, uh, uh, the core of the business really, what do customers want, what, what anyone wants really. Um, right. Yes, so um, thank you so much for sharing this. Um, now, I, I understand we're recovering, we're talking about the mission that you've set yourself, you're talking about um, what, what you've developed for your customers, for your um, uh, your past and current customers and future customers. Now, um, your strategy relies on emotional intelligence. Can you explain yes. a little bit more about emotional intelligence? I'm very, I'm really interested because <laughs> I did see, I did see a presentation of yours uh, at a conference where you were ex talking about the uh, the concept of emotional intelligence and talking about uh, your daughter, uh, you know, um, coming up with, you know, a certain um, uh, speech, you know, reacting to what you were telling her. And I'm really fascinated to hear more about emotional intelligence and how important it is for global organizations nowadays. Sure. Uh, yes, my my children teach me a lot about emotional intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel our our kids are so much more emotionally in tune, and uh, so it's it's actually important that we pay attention to our children right now because I feel they they're unbridled and their ability to 
discuss their emotions and show their emotions and leverage their emotions yeah. is incredible. Absolutely. Um, us as adults, we, <laughs> we kind of, we stuff our emotions down a lot more than they do. So, um, but emotional intelligence is a tool I've used kn knowingly and unknowingly my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, it's emotional intelligence is uh, literally a, a mix of how we show and perceive and express our emotions how we develop and maintain social relationships, mm -hmm. how we how we cope with challenges, how we use emotional information in a meaningful way. And so if you think about emotions and business, for a long time, emotions have been cut out of business, right? Yeah. Leave your home life at home. Leave your, you know, you need to be calm and cool and under control at all times. Well, yes. our our business ecosystem is changing drastically. Yeah, and so this quickly. is, it's so quickly and people are unable to segregate their emotions from business. Mm -hmm. And now we're being encouraged to really bring our whole selves to work mm -hmm. because bringing our whole selves to work is what makes things differently. Human connection is what's actually driving more profitability and innovation, more collaboration, um, better relationships with our, you know, consumers, with our customers, with, you know, throughout. And so emotional intelligence is how we can help control and leverage that in a meaningful way. So it's not just people coming and, you know, and having these big emotions without there being some sort of, you know, a positive effect of it. Yes. So emotional intelligence, you know, it, it encourages us to look beyond, you know, the the work and beyond just these, you know, the facade of these individuals. And it helps us connect at that more meaningful way. And I truly believe that that is how the, our the future of our world and our business is going to be. We are constantly with remote workforces, with global businesses Absolutely. going to be weaving in and out of our work and our personal lives and, you know, taking care of our families, our, our extended families and our communities. I, I feel like, you know, we should be working, moving away from these 40 hour work days and we should be having more time to volunteer and give back. We should be having more time to, you know, work on the things that bring us joy and love. And so, in doing that, we need to have tools in place to help us weave in and out of our lives, to leverage those emotions in a meaningful way. And emotional intelligence does just that. It helps us create safe spaces and connections to be able to do that and be our, our true selves. Absolutely. No, no, that's 100% uh, agree. And I suppose, uh, particularly in a scenario, in a situation like the ones where a lot of uh, people are facing at the moment, um, um, it is um, it is extremely important uh, to keep this contact and um, use tools uh, uh, that we have uh, video tools like Skype or um, just make sure, you know, to keep um, uh, in touch with everyone and really understanding what everybody wants um, um, at this moment, I believe we're all um, remotely working, uh, not necessarily a choice of ourselves, but I suppose in this right. type of scenario, emotional intelligence really comes in 
and um, and I think it's a really good tip to share for organization um, and some companies uh, who are um, slowly but surely uh, allowing um, a lot of stuff working remotely. Um, right. Yeah. So um, thank you very much. Now I'd like to talk a little bit about um, um, how you're involved in various business um, nonprofit organizations as a mentor. I also found found this um, well, do a little bit of research about um, your career and your interest. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your uh, involvement? Sure. So. Uh, actually, one of the groups, I, I volunteer at quite a few organizations, but one of the groups I just started was a is a peer mentoring group, um, another way for people to connect. Um, I was having, I was look, trying to find a group where I could find big thinkers, people who wanted to think positively and come with a heart of compassion in in light of you know helping our world and making it a better place yeah and i just wasn't finding a group that was doing that and so i actually created a group called the positive change lab and our mission is to come together as a group of positive change leaders to solve our most important challenges and opportunities and we help hold each other accountable we meet monthly and ad hoc as needed and it's based off of the lean-in peer um, mentoring and peer coaching concepts. And so this really does help us create safe spaces for ourselves to be able to talk openly, to leverage emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. to leverage each other in times like this, um, and to bring big thinkers and enable big thinkers of ways that they can make small, medium, and big changes in their lives. Uh, and in addition to the Positive Change Lab, I mentor at um, Team Women, which is a group here in the Twin Cities in, in Minneapolis. Uh, and we, it is all based on helping women to connect, to collaborate, to empower them to go out and be their true selves in their own way and to leverage the power of themselves in the world. Fantastic. And so, yeah, so I help mentor, um, you know, all ages in that environment. And really what I find through mentorship is I go in thinking I will help these people, but really they help me in a greater <laughs> way. <laughs> I end up learning more. You help process. each other. That's the most important. You <laughs> learn for each other. That's fantastic. That's right. I suppose you learn every day, but that's that's fantastic. You know this um, uh, uh, giving back. You know to um, maybe um, you know um, y um, younger people. You know who need you know um, um, advice. You know from someone like you could have you know a lot of experience uh, coaching and um, and um, as a consultant, but also um, um, women and. Uh, and uh, that is something uh, that we really value um, as women. So thank you very much for all the, you know, um, all the work that you do. Um, and uh, I'd like to ask you, is there any other project that you, you'd like to share, uh, any secret project that you'd like to share with our audience um, that we could discover um, first, or would it be for another podcast? Another <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, I am... Uh, so I coach 
and train in Muay Thai, which is Thai kickboxing. And mm-hmm. I actually coach uh, the children, my kids and others, uh, at the academy, which is a gym here in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And so it's combat Muay Thai and mixed martial arts. And I have been leveraging mixed martial arts in my empowerment goals, mm-hmm. in my coaching methods for some time. But now I'm starting to collaborate with others through using Muay Thai to empower women to come alongside other methodologies like equine therapy and other wellness therapies, meditation, mindfulness. And my current pet project is to bring those um, bring those methodologies together, together and create virtual and in-person uh, retreats to wow. help incorporate yeah physical physical mental emotional health and well-being where people can not only come and feel rejuvenated they can experience this deep healing but they can also go back out into the world and feel you know physically energized and empowered through that so <laughs> that is absolutely one of my that's a brilliant yeah. idea You'd have, you'd have to send us the link to, you know, those virtual uh, trainings. I'd be very keen to, uh, to, um, to log in to, you know, follow one of the sessions. So thank you so much. I'm sure our audience would be delighted, you know, if you want to, if you want to share on, you know, any information later with us and, uh, and, uh, to our audience, if you have any questions for Shannon, please do not hesitate. Um, we, um, we will share the questions uh, as soon as the recording is ready. So Shannon, um, Rose, thank you so, so much. Um, we really appreciate your time today. Um, it is the end uh, of today's show already uh, with Shannon Rose Farrell Jackson, founder and principal at Shannon Rose Consulting. Please make sure to tune in again to see or listen to the next Vista Talks show, uh, where we'll be discussing more interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was absolutely my pleasure. Be well, everyone, and go out and make our world a better place for all. Thank you.